This is a HeadGum Podcast. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drum Milligan. What more can I say? You know what it is? I mean, can jump. You're gonna welcome fault. our listeners to the podcast. Well, I was saying, man, I was, I was thinking about you just the started mid conversation. <laughs> I was talking about the N word, and I was like, I need to get this N word. So, <laughs> so, just so Wait. you know what just happened, the music ended, and then you just came in mid conversation, and people are like, What is what's happening? Well, I, like, they would be like, Oh my god, what is he talking what about? What do you want to talk about? about well, I don't N-word. know. Hold up, I don't know. No, I, I stop talking. That was <laughs> fine. It's fine. What is it? <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Stop. What? Welcome to Black Man King <laughs> Hollywood. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome. Oh, my Lord. It's 2016. We got to be better than this. <laughs> hey, 2016. You know, we talk about it 2016. Yeah. Life, liberty, and the use of the N-word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not how we started. No, I'm talking well, no, I thought that's not how we Specifically liberty. today. <laughs> We got a special guest. We, we got do. a special guest. We have a special oh, guest. Oh, Bray Lott's good with introductions. Oh, no. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, you know dude. why, though? This is the first guest that we have that I did not bring in to the studio. See, why he got to do that? Why he got to be but that is dude? Is it the first we, one? This is the first guest I mean, we've listen, had. How many right. because, because JB on the low is, is tyrannical about who we get on the show. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? First of all, he is low, extremely abusive. No. <laughs> like, We'd be like, what about this person? He'd be like, nah. <laughs> nah, they'd be like, like, what about my friend Joe <laughs> down the street? It'd be like, it'd be he like likes a, movies. It'd be like a text message exchange. What about this person? He'd respond to everything but that one question. Oh, nah. Nah, no. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I nah, thought nah. y'all realized by my lack of response. <laughs> this fuck that person. <laughs> okay, all right. Come on, Johnny. But we have a guest. In, Can we introduce the in guest? In 2011, so, that guy made a YouTube. Oh, oh, don't, we, oh. Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Bray be looking at us and you can feel it through the phone. Like, you know, he just looked at the text message be like, I'm not even going to respond to this. <laughs> okay, we still haven't introduced oh, the guest. Sorry. All right. All right. We got improviser, all right, co-writer of Creed, our boy Aaron Cummington in the house. Yeah. LA. You know what I'm saying? Hanging with us. Hey, Aaron. What's up? Cue the rap air horn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we usually hit that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, I was trying to think of like the remixed, uh, the remixed Creed version of the Rocky song, but I couldn't. Like, they had too many drums, so I couldn't like you couldn't start do all, that. You couldn't I couldn't do all of it. I couldn't do one. all the remixes. <laughs> Get a little song. Yeah. You're thinking about it. It's like it's too many drums I, I in can't there. It's think like of a little. Either. It's a little B. That's great, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yes. Welcome. It's good to have you. Yes. Yeah, thanks. Show. Thanks for having me. Um, and we are doing the film. We are reviewing the film. We're not like. Doing it, yeah. We're not filming. We're it. filming. <laughs> no, we're filming. I thought we were filming this, bro. Yeah, we're filming this. We are reviewing the film Django Unchained. The D is silent. Starring yes. Jamie Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Fox, Samuel Jackson, Kerry Washington, directed mm-hmm. by Quentin Tarantino. Also starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Christopher Waltz. Yes. The people who oh uh, oh, the, oh well, the I'm, just saying, nom- I'm just saying the people got nominated. People got nominated. People got nominated for awards. So. <laughs> Oh man! The important performances of the yeah. film. That, uh, that happens a lot. Oh, we we stop introducing our just for the listeners who don't know. I'm Jonathan Braylock. That's my voice, Jonathan Braylock. I'm the, James the Third. Oh. 
I'm dry, Melly. Why you know, did you get disgusted? Why, I don't know. Why, why did you get disgusted? Because there are new you listeners. Your voice. Why? You change your voice. <laughs> I d- am speaking the way no, I speak. When we did, when we for everyone at home, we did a sound check. <laughs> all right, before we started this, and James's voice was so different. Now all of a sudden, he what? got the late night. You What's wrong what with the way I'm speaking right now? I'm talking the way that I. Sp- I'm sorry. I d- Oh, now okay. you're going to make it like Fine. I'm picking on you. But I know the voice. I'm going to record nah, one of those sound checks. People going to know. You're right. People going to know. J- Django Unchained, directed by Quentin <laughs> 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 yeah, movie, movie came out 2012. Uh, yeah. It got nominated for a couple of awards, including Best Picture. It won for Best Original Screenplay. Yep. Uh, and it won for Best oh. Supporting Actor. So it essentially it won for all those uses of the N-word. It just basically, they, got, they gave did. him an award because he was like, 112 times? Cool, cool, cool. Oscar. It's actually, it's actually 116 times. 116, 116 excuse times. me. Yeah, holds the record for the most use of the N-word in any film ever made. Ever. Wow. Guess that's a good Well, record. ever ever made in like, that, not including, I guess, like random indie films that we would know about. That nobody's counting. Wait, wait Menace? <laughs> they didn't use it more in Menace? What's that? Menace to Society. They did. Oh, you know no. what? They did they not. They did not. They use it a lot in Menace. Uh, yeah. It's but pro- the thing I'm, is, it makes you think about it. It's like, did, like now I'm like, did they use it that much in Minnesota Society, or did we just was the nah, first they time? Like, did. No, they did though. But I'm, I wonder how much it is. I wonder if there's did anybody like a, count? If there's a record. I didn't. Ch- I didn't check. Like, what's the tally? The, the N word. The N word yeah, tally. What, what are the top five movies that uses the N word? I actually wanted to know if, if the record got broken by like. Did it? Was they? Did they use it a lot in a uh, Straight Outta Compton? No. Uh, no, no, but I wonder if. But 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 I wonder if people are like count. Like, are people looking at minutes and going, let's count how many times they use it? Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, 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 they're counting how many times Quentin's using it, but, like, they're not going to count. Right, right. Uh, Menace is still too real. They can't go back to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, what? they can't. They don't want to. So, yeah. Boys in the Hood. This was critically well received. It made made a good amount of money, man. A good amount of money. I actually didn't look up how much it made. I have it on my phone, but I can't. 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh yeah, and it's a so essentially if you know Quentin Tarantino, if you know Inglorious Bastards, I think of this film as like the black version of Inglorious Bastards. It's like kind of a revenge saga. Essentially, uh, Christopher Waltz's character is this bounty hunter. He pick he takes Django, frees him, kind of, uh, or not really, he buys him. Not yeah, he, he dies, buys, he buys him with him. the intention to free with him. the intention to free him. And he uses him. But he's to mad also, shady about it. Uh, awesome. Yeah, he kind of. If like, I gotta use you as a slave, I'm gonna do it. Sorry. Yeah, that's basically what he says. And then, uh, inevitably, Jimmy Fox has his wife, and Christopher Waltz's character is like, "Great, I'll help you find." I'm sorry, her. wait, Christoph. Christoph. Oh yeah, sorry. Sorry, I just had to make sure. Oh, Christoph James? Waltz. No, I'm saying y'all yelled at me for the Ren Christoph. Ray fiasco. It's true. So, Christoph. It's true. We did. We did. It's true. You just sat we there, and knew that we, we were saying Ren. I just felt. Yeah. Well, he he needs Django to find a couple bounties. A couple Baker, bounties. The Baker boys. That's what happens at yeah. first. And then he helped. And then when he realizes, oh, Django, you're pretty, you're pretty reliable. Why don't you keep helping me find some more bounties? Yeah. But but what he says though in that conversation, he's like, I feel he's like I've never freed a man before, so I feel, I feel responsible for what yeah. happens to you, and I can't allow you to go to Candyland just like by yourself. By yourself. Blah blah blah. Yeah. We need to think of something. And to me, like that is very interesting because he's like, I feel responsible for what happens to you. Like, yeah. Which I'm like, this is a grown ass man. That grown ass man, if he won't go to Candyland, you know, right? And go and get a little, a little crazy, get a little ruckus going. Let the man go to Candyland. Well, he's also and start stomping on some. He's also he's also black 
in the time of Sting. Yeah, it's that's it's actually a very interesting in concept that they don't really go into all that much. But he's like he not only he doesn't feel responsible responsible for him as a child. He's like now this is a man operating in a world that he doesn't understand, and I know that he wants to go and kill him and get and you know what I mean. I know he wants to do this, but I feel like I'm in a position where I can. I can help him to do this. Yeah, he felt like he changed his life, right? Yeah. Like, yeah like he would have just been a slave, but now that I freed you and you're going to walk to your death, I can't just let you do that. Yeah, right? yeah. And he knew that he had the tools to maybe make it a simpler thing. Right. Right. Man, why couldn't so, why couldn't Jacob be the black Frank Castle? Well, let's, he be well, let's <laughs> We're like jumping right in, which is good because this movie is so long. It's a lot. Very, <laughs> in this movie. It's a lot. This movie is very long and therefore there's a lot to talk about. And Quentin Tarantino, there's a lot to talk about because The Hateful Eight just came out. Uh, I think most of us... I have not seen it. Oh, James III didn't see it, but most yeah. of us... Uh, Aaron's seen it. I've seen Jurassic it. Okay, I've so seen it. feel free we won't, to just we talk won't, about we it. Won't, like, <laughs> no. We won't do spoilers or whatever, but, but it's, it's definitely useful to talk about. Quentin Tarantino is a known entity. You know, He's his yeah. own brand. Um, and So let's just do first impressions real quick, I guess. Uh, do you, do you want to start, Aaron? I guess you're our guest. First impressions of yeah, Django, of the, uh, yeah, of Django as a as a whole and how it relates, I guess, to kind of the the cause in, in terms of like what it's doing for leading black men, you know? Oh man, uh, I mean, I think it's it's an entertaining movie, it's a yeah. fun movie. It portrays a lot of like this whole black cowboy thing. I know you guys did Wild right. Wild West recently, yeah, which really is just a cool look. Like, it is. These cowboy it's clothes yeah, and stuff. It it's a cool look, so to see. Did you like that blue suit? The- I mean, I didn't mind that either, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was a uh, black dude on a horse in slow motion. I was like, I didn't even care. Man. Yeah, and they got some cool jokes out of it, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what you wear? Yeah. <laughs> all, all that stuff. Uh, does it help the cause? Well, we'll get to that later, but I mean, okay, we'll get I to that like, later. I mean, that's you, an initial and, and what, anything- Watching it, yeah, yeah. What, like, when you saw it in terms of, like, knowing this stuff in the back of your mind, did it, did it change the experience of yeah. it? Because it's probably the second time or yes yeah i think it does yeah it definitely does i think it helps generally maybe not majorly because when you're tarantino who's such a big name it's kind of looked at as an anomaly you know it's like he does this he yeah he can do whatever you want we we nobody else can do what he does so i don't know if anybody's like we're gonna do more like black cowboy slave movies because nobody else can do what he does that's true Mm -hmm. But that being said, I think uh, seeing that and there are a lot of black actors in there. Yeah. I think there's definitely positives from it. Sure. I mean, the thing is, like, I watched, me and James watched this the other day. Yeah. And, like, watching it, there's so many feelings that I felt while watching it. I was like, uh, Happy, there's a lot sad. of good things about the movie, but there's also a lot of things I'm like, because I keep comparing this because, um, Bray, I think you said it. It's like, when I watch this, I instantly think of Inglorious Bastards, which is like, you know, you know, you know, the Jews fighting back against Hitler, right? And when I watch this movie, it's like there's so much slavery stuff. Whereas when I think back to Inglorious Bastards, you didn't see I mean, do you see a, concert, no, a concentration camp or absolutely anything? Absolutely not. And it's like but but it was still effective without the, showing the, the harshities of like of you know what went down. Harshities like so. That. Do you not want to see? You don't want to. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I definitely know what you're talking about. I, but I'm, it's but it's like it's interesting. It's like uh, you can you can you can find out about Django and his history without it being like, this is when his girl got whipped. And this is when, she you know, like, branded. like we can find out about just their relationship, but we don't, 
we don't see that really. So imagine a movie set in slave times that didn't show any it just didn't show any part of slavery and what the backlash would be like. You know, people were getting whipped, and they'd be like, "Well, we didn't want to show that." And they'd be like, "Oh, so you, now you don't want to show the truth?" You know? I mean, that's true. It's just, it's just interesting to me. It's like this because did come out before. Sorry, sorry. No, no, it's interesting only because I'm like, and Aaron, I think you brought up a good point. Like, would this movie have been as effective and or have such an impact without showing it? Because you were able to do it with *Inglorious Bastards*. You were able to like show like you know what Jews went through. You were able to show like what it was like for them to like get Hitler in this you know in this you know fictional movie. What would have happened if you did the same thing without showing like the dingo fights and like Carrie being whipped? Well, and yeah, branded. they might have done without the dingo yeah, fight. the dingo fight. And then it's like, I mean, then the dog, the dog thing. I mean, they showed that twice, and I'm like, to me, it's like it was and just multiple whipping scenes. Yeah, it, it wasn't was like, just it was, one; it was yeah. like four. Yeah, yeah so like, I don't know. Like the initial reaction, I was like, I just started questioning more this time. I was like, That's is this necessary? Is yeah. that necessary? That's really That's interesting, fair. especially bringing it in context of Inglorious. Do you want it? Well, yeah. I mean, since we watched it together, a lot of what. Drew, I was saying, was influencing how I was watching it. But, like, in thinking about that, there's the part later on in the movie where uh, where Django is is caught. It's after, it's like after all the shit goes down yeah. first. And he's talking to the to Tarantino and the other guys. Yeah, that yeah. Like Tarantino him. plays a role. And, and, he, and, and he's like, this is what I'm going after. I'm going after this guy, blah, blah. And it's obviously a ruse. But, like, if the movie was, if the whole movie was that, like this black man who is, it's already after that that's a very interesting story to me. That like is oh, not so he the was story never that, a slave. He's already like a bounty he's hunter. already a bounty hunter. That's a very interesting, oh, interesting story, and I feel like that is in line with what you're talking about. Like that's how you wouldn't show that if you start there. No, you st- but you don't even. I mean, it's just I'm just because he starts. He starts already, getting he, free. All of the all of that stuff, the whipping stuff, is flashback. But he has more agency at that point, right? Like he has more. Um, he is more in control. Of his destiny at that point, and it's only the last two scenes. But like, right. could you have made a movie? Uh, could you have made a movie about that? That I think that like that. Anyway, yeah, that, I know you're talking oh, about. There, there's there's definitely. But so, then other initial reactions. I think I saw this twice in the theater. I just want to say that uh, I, I, saw I think it I saw so it twice. You liked it? So I like. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I was conflicted by it because like because the N word discussion happened before. You know, it happened before the movie came out. So I was watching it and the whole time going like, Ooh, oh, uh, I don't know, but I feel like this is what would happen. I feel like people would be saying the N-word like this. So, like, I was conflicted when I saw it in the theater, but I did see it twice. That's yeah, the other yeah, thing I, I would say. I would say, <laughs> I think, yeah, it was hard. The first time I saw this movie, I definitely, I liked Quentin Tarantino. And I definitely liked it. But I, I also, I think I also was like, I was also was like, oh, I was. I personally was just like, well, it feels very similar to *Inglorious Bastards* to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, like <laughs> Christoph Waltz is playing like the same exact kind of type of character, even though he's a good guy now instead yeah. of a bad guy. And um, he went for both movies, right? And he went for both, yeah. And I was just like, but it feel. It, it, I, I and and I was like, the violence was even more brutal. Like I, the violence in this movie was like way more effective not effective way more like visceral for me yeah. than the one in inglorious and inglorious it was pretty freaking brutal but it yeah. was like brutal more so to the germans that they were killing and the only real scene that you see with them with like christoph waltz character as a nazi killing jews is in the beginning when they just like kind of blow those people away that are hiding yeah you know and 
they just kind of yeah, you don't really even guns. see it. You don't even yeah, see it. And you don't really kind of see it. The only yeah. thing you just you just there's the brutality of it. You don't really see it. And then the brutality that you do see is them like scalping freaking Nazis, like yeah. you know all that stuff at the, at the end, just murdering everybody. And you see that in this movie. He like you know he murders everybody. Jamie Foxx murders everybody at the end in this movie. But there's so much more brutality shown towards the black bodies, and and I know that he was doing that purposely. And like we were talking about, it was like you know. It's effective because you're like, it's. I guess it's supposed to rile up the hatred so that when the revenge it is enacted, you feel more satisfied. But I felt satisfied and inglorious, and I didn't see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there was like, so I'm definitely. So I don't know. It's hard. It's but it's hard for me to watch Quentin Tarantino as a whole. Even the Hateful Eight, I was just like, there's a way that he uses violence that, like, you know, when it when you first see like Reservoir Dogs, you're like, oh man, this is. This is intense, but it's new and it's like brutal. But I don't know. There's something to it. Like even Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, you know. I love Kill But Bill. like the more, the more every time another movie and another movie comes out, the more I'm like feeling like I'm, I'm noticing the fact that I'm being desensitized to it. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about it. And also, this movie came out before 12 Years a Slave too, though. Yeah. So I'm one, I, I feel like the way that I'm thinking about it now is even comparing it to yeah because like 12 years i'm like okay this one was just showing the harshness of it and and whereas Django is supposed to be it's supposed to be like our revenge fantasy so like in our revenge fantasy do we still need to see yeah i agree you know what i mean no you don't like you can start you can start after and you don't need to you don't need to have the i think i'm 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 okay with the the where the place they start my thing is like i don't need to see everything that's happening in between like he's witnessing a lot of it almost could have been yeah more powerful like when they're at the dinner and they show her back if we hadn't seen any weapons right yeah yeah you saw her back and you're like oh yeah that's right slavery yeah yeah Yeah. that's a great point exactly it's so funny yeah we watched it's so funny or have one scene just have the one once making it like oh my god like the one like the the dog chewing scene when he when when he's uh when christoph watts is like like so disturbed by that guy getting like ripped apart by dogs I'm like, yeah, but you also saw two black men literally beating each other to death and one kill another one in front of you. That was way more – I'm sorry. To me, that's way more disturbing than the dog – like the dog stuff is d- disgusting as well. But like forcing two human beings to fight to the death well, is I mean, like – Yeah, but then, but then even to make, to make matters worse though, that guy is – uh, Mandingo fighter. So it's like he's right. not only is he thinking about the fact that he gets ripped apart, but he's thinking about the fact that he not only did that, but had to kill three, 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 other, three, three, three yeah. other Like, like that's that guy's history. So as much as he's remembering yeah. that moment, he's also remembering everything else that that guy went. But you see what we're talking about right now? We're talking about Christoph Waltz. <laughs> no, no. But the thing is, yeah. I, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Jango not the star of this movie. He's not. Django is not the lead of this movie. Right, well, that's what um, that's what Will Smith said, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's why he didn't want to do it. Yeah, just his, you know, a little fact for everyone listening at home. Like Will Smith was offered Django, he said that. Oh, and this is why, so everyone knows, this is why I stole it from. Uh, Will Smith said that he didn't want to do it because Django didn't kill the big bad. Yeah, and and you know, which means like to him, Leo, which right. I've heard people argue that Sam Jackson is the big bad. But the thing is, the person who has the emotional like arc or journey in this movie is Christoph Waltz's character. I mean, and it's crazy to think that like think that the white dude who sets the black man free, who helps who helps the black man get his wife back because uh what is what is the parable that he uses? Um 
Because when a when a when a German Brumhilder. Yeah, when a German like comes upon blah blah blah, he he is obliged to help. Yeah. So it's like he he does this thing where he goes and then the thing is when they win at the end, like when Leo signs over Brumhilder, right, all he has to do is shake his hand. The person who still feels so angry about like every shitty thing that's happened up to this point is not Jamie Foxx. It's Christoph Waltz. Yeah. 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 It is like Christoph Waltz is the one. And you could do, and I was in watching it, and obviously I was watching it with Ryan, he was yelling this whole time. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. But, like, hey, but hey, hey, you don't need. <laughs> I'm passionate. I talk with passion. Okay. But you don't need that scene. You don't even need that moment. Like that moment, you could have the whole movie and not have that moment. Which moment? The him shaking his hand and the, it, it's literally like a wait, you know, like he says, wait. No, but I like back. that moment. It's a great moment, but you can do the whole, you can do the whole movie and the movie is still super effective without that. Like, well, then how would they get into had, that big shoot? What if it was Django? Like, what if Django got angry and yeah. did something? But you know what I mean? Me, like, what if it was But to him? me, it's like, I think it's what Jarrah is saying, but just like not having Christoph Waltz be the character that makes that decision. It's like, make J- embarrass Django. Like yeah. do something that embarrasses Django because he's the yeah, he's, he's our the central one. character. Yeah. He's the one well, that Well, we that- see him start to shoot when they're showing her back. Yeah. But he and we see him start we to see shoot him another, another time. Yeah. Start to shoot. Yeah. But he only right, does that but- when he but do you know what I mean? Like but, they, uh, no, I do know what you mean. But that's what I'm saying. It's like they're do building something up to him. something that they never that they even never, show. They never that show. they never so do. What happens is like maybe Leo does something to Carrie Washington's yes. character, yes. Hilda, yeah. right? Like that totally. embarrasses her, and that's when Django goes crazy and starts shooting. Yeah, totally. It would have been even better if Django just just went crazy. Like Leo didn't even do anything else, and he was like, exactly. Or, or, or Peter been like, oh, you want to shake hands? Why don't you shake my hand? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Bring attention to him. Going back to when Christoph Waltz was like. I feel an obligation to help you. If it had been Django who said, look, this is what I'm going to do, but I can't do it alone, it might have even been yeah, you know, yeah. Django motivating the whole thing yeah. instead of right. like... Because um, it felt like he was you, following the whole... No, I don't want to say fo- following might not be the right word, but it felt like... It felt like he wasn't... his lead. Yeah, he was taking, yeah. Like, he wasn't in the driver's seat of this whole right. movie to me until, until the, the very until end until of the, the movie. End. Do you, so wait, does everybody agree with that? Do they think... It's hard. The other thing, wait, the other thing that I'll bring up, though, is it's not just Will Smith said that he didn't believe he was a league just because he couldn't kill the big bad, but it was also because he thought that the movie should have been a love story at, yeah. the, at the center of right. it. Right, yeah. 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 And, like, he's doing all of this for love. And, and after hearing that and, like, watching it again, I was like, I definitely I see Will's point. Like, I agree. The, what we also have to talk about is the fact that Broomhilda, Carrie Washington's character, her literal her entire role in this movie is just to be destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Like it's to be saved and to be destroyed. And her, her, it's like all of the scenes are her, like her being whipped, her coming. Like we see two scenes, you know, yeah. she's whipped in the, in the past. We see, uh, her coming out of this hot out box. Hot thing. Right. And I read somewhere that she was in the hot box for hours. In real life. In real life. We only see that. In real life. Scene, we only see like, Literally like 30 seconds of her in the hot box, but in real life, she was in it for hours. That's crazy. It's so funny you bring that up because we watched it, and James, your girlfriend was there, and literally, we both were screaming <laughs> at certain points, why did she do this movie? Like, literally, it was like- My girlfriend like, was like, my girlfriend was like, this part should have gone to a porn star. Like, she was all like, it is is just flesh, and then I was like, okay, true. all right. It's true. <laughs> and, the thing is, and, and you brought it up, like, this came out right before 12 Years a Slave, and for some reason, every time I looked at Kerry Washington's character, I kept thinking of Lapita's character. And I'm like, these two women- 
are both, you know, slaves. They right. both have been beaten down, but it's a difference. And the thing is, like, when I went back, well, it's like, you see harsh things happen to Lapita, too. Yes. Like, they threw a fucking rock at her head or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, when, he, when, when, the, when the, the, the wife the, throws, the wife the, just, like, throws was, that, like, little statue or something at her head. Like, in close range. Yeah. But yet, this per- like, that character still had an emotional, like, journey. Whereas, like you said, And Brady, scenes where you can see her, who she really was, yeah, where she's yeah. talking to, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, I pronounce his name wrong every time. Chuito, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chuito. But yeah, but like you see that and like bro, like what you're saying is like all Carrie was in this movie was a victim, yo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking that too. Like, man, this was a hard role because she had to be at an emotional ten. Every scene she did, yeah, yeah, like yeah, crying or in pain. I was like, that is. And so it was all worth it though, because she got nominated for. Wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, 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 she didn't get a. She didn't oh, get a wait, sad no, no. <laughs> She ain't got. She ain't get nothing. Okay, oh, oh, so time out. Let's 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 backtrack. She didn't get a wink. She didn't get like a maybe. Hold on, let's go. She didn't get a golden globe. No, let's go. Let's go through the awards. Okay. All right. Did she get golden globe? There are ten nominations. Did she get? She didn't get a golden globe. No, she didn't she, get nominated. She for didn't squat. get a SAG. Nah, she. Come on, BET gave her one at least. Honestly, right? I don't even know no, if she got BET NAACP. gave her one. No, NAACP didn't get Django, one. Django, Django, and uh, I mean, uh, Jamie Foxx and Samuel got nominated for a BET awards. I don't know. If Yo, she nah, did. Carrie had to Real get a quick, nomination though, for something, man. Did Leo get it? I know this is Black Men Catch Up, but did Leo get a nomination? Uh, he he didn't get an Oscar now, but he got a he Golden Globe. Honestly, he is my favorite part of this entire movie. He didn't get an Oscar. He didn't get the Academy nomination. He got a Golden Globe one. He got a Golden Globe, and he got, uh, I think, a SAG one, too. Okay, all right. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, Leo, was, Leo, I, mean I hate to say Leo was great. He's, I love him in this. But also, you know what? I don't want to keep jumping to 12 years of slave. He's such an asshole. He is. He is. But he's such a likable asshole, man. Oh, it's like they make man. him like, they make him witty. Leo is great. It's they a, make him a, witty. Yeah, it's a very entertaining role for you him. You know? And it's like, but the thing is, I mean, in all honesty, him and Sam Jackson could never have won if they would have gotten money for an Oscars. You can't give Leo an Oscar for playing like an evil slave owner. And you okay, can't wait, give so since we, Sam Jackson an award for playing on Okay, can? but wait, but since we talked about... Christoph Waltz won for playing a Nazi. That's not the way the world works, man. Like, I hate to say it, like, when I think about it, when I saw that movie, I was like, there's no way Sam Jackson's going to get a nomination for playing Uncle Tom. Literally, literally. Why people have so much grief? They had a conversation about it. I'm sure they did. They were like, he's really good in this. And then they were like, nah, we can't. Can we do it? Nah, we can't, he, we can't give him a nomination for this. But now, well, who, I, who I'm okay that? with Samuel Jackson not getting a nomination for it. Why, why did, did, why did not Jamie Foxx? Leo, did not well, allow I mean, Leo we know to why Jamie Foxx didn't get a nomination, because he wasn't the star of the movie. Yeah, he, he didn't make any decisions in he the movie. He didn't make anything. My thing is, <laughs> Until the very end. <laughs> no, and this is no offense, and I don't even know if this is, and this is not, because we never critique like, straight performances, but I think it's the way the script was written. All right, actually. Jamie Foxx had nothing to do. Like, I feel yeah, like yeah, Jamie Foxx had no thing to do. He had one, like, he didn't have. They didn't give him a chance to yell at anybody. Okay. He had one thing. Kerry Washington actually did get a BET award for this. All go. right, yeah, BET. she got the award. She, she hold it down. Award. Yeah, BET. Yes. Did she win? Did she win? She won. Then we go. She won for best actress. For best actress, she wasn't the main actress. Whoa, best hey, listen, actress. Listen, she was in the movie. She was in wait, the movie. Who else? She was, was nominated. Only, <laughs> wait, wait. She was the only one. <laughs> only two women had lines in this movie. Three. Oh, first off, can we talk about oh, the yeah. one black, the, 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 big, the black daddy. girl, the big daddy? Big daddy, the can big we talk daddy, about that? black girl. How was she directed in that film? 
How was she directed? How who t- exactly who, who told her? I think her? she was giving line reading. She was like, "How do you want me to do?" And he Wait, was how, like, "Say how, it like this." She was like, "I don't know how to do." You know, yeah, like, he had to tell it. her exactly what <laughs> he wanted. Slave it up. Slave it up. And it's because I think it's because of uh, the Natasha Rothwell episode. All I when I see like black women on screen in the pigment of their skin, like this was a dark skinned black woman in this movie, and every time she spoke, it was like, "Big Daddy, you talking about them over there?" But then when you heard Carrie speak, even though they both were slaves. Carrie sounded like I mean she was the educated slave, if you will. She was a slave that spoke German. Was the one like, that was saying Big Daddy also she, a ha- also she was the she was on the porch. She was on the porch touring them around. So she clearly was in the house yeah. or on the porch at least. She made it on the steps. She went in the field and she's saying Big Daddy. I'm like, what was that actress proud of that role? Is my question. Well, I, I think mean, would her mom th- see that role and be like Jasmine, or uh, yeah, I don't know her name. I think, yes, Good in the job. context of the whole movie, because you're in this movie that's being nominated for all these awards and stuff, and it's like, yeah, you know it's what like, I mean? that's me in that movie. Also, we have to continue to remember that this came out before 12 Years a Slave. And she didn't have to do, no, man, no, man, take 12 well, years out of it. Did yeah. this woman have to speak like that? Like, yeah, the matter is, how did they direct her? Like, one my person had, yeah. How did, I want to know, did she come in and just do the role, like, with a southern accent? And so, like, no, no, no. Make it sound more slavey. I want to know what that yeah, direction it was. Because so, it sounds like it sounds like she is so in a box. It's she sounds so in a box that I wonder if she was directed a specific. I felt like it wasn't necessary. And it also has an infantile quality to it. Yeah, you know, it's not just southern. It's like, yeah. And I think, and to me, it's childish. Like, it makes it sense is. that one person would be like that. No, you. I, I mean, honestly, well, that's I guess the right question too, is like that like, was a choice that he made. Yeah. They could have either got another actress or told her to speak any anyway. Right. You know what I mean? But they said no. The, the, that, that's it. That's the, that's yeah. that's the print. And for some reason, it's because it's because of how she looks and the fact that she sounds like that bothers me. It's like, and this is I know whatever. But the fact the fact that she is dark skinned and talks like that, I feel like that makes me upset because I understand some slaves couldn't read, some slaves can do you know. Like you just most, have to do that. Like <laughs> most couldn't some, read. Yeah, most some, some, some slaves couldn't read. It was like she, a couple of them. But two out of ten couldn't porch. read. Yeah, could, <laughs> she was on the porch at least, man. I'm like, she made she it out the a, field. She made it on the porch. She, she made, made it, it on the, the porch. porch. I hate to say it, but she did. Making it out that field is a big deal, man. Wait, time out. I love how you said. <laughs> Hashtag we made it is to the porch. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Negroes went from the field to the porch. Yo, I'm not. They were like, we made it. Like, we're in the big house now. Yo, I'm not trying to belittle it, but the thing is, it's like she made it to the porch, so she oh, was snap. But like, I, I don't know. Was she in something? Uh, honestly, she made it to the her. porch. Honestly, yeah, maybe they liked uh, her enough. Yeah, but there was like, I mean, who's there's a dark skinned chick at Candyland that was like his. Oh, that chick that was, yeah. but she was like had a regal thing about yeah, her. Yeah, true. So true. I don't know. She had a regal. But, uh, you're right. You're so, right. You're right. So wait, since we have you on the podcast, Aaron, and you are a screenwriter, well, I feel like we need to talk about the fact that this one best screenplay, yeah, best screen. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, oh, we should probably pull up the other other films that were nominated. But like, did you feel like oh, this was a very well written movie? I mean, that's a loaded question because well, I'm. I think pretty much all of Tarantino stuff is pretty well written. He does a great job of planning and payoffs. He does a great job. Yeah. I mean, you know, his monologues are always like, yeah, pretty, you're like, what did that guy just say? And it's always really, really good. And he right. does a great job of building tension with dialogue. Yeah. You know, that a lot of, uh, that I don't even know how he does it. You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, we started by saying that this movie is long, but I saw it twice in the theater and each time it didn't feel that long. Yeah. I mean, oh, it felt long watching it this time. Though. I mean, this time it felt a little bit long, but like, I remember <laughs> speaking on the writing of it, there's, the, the, when we see 
uh, Samuel Jackson. Like it's a shot of him. He's in there. He's signing like he's signing bills for Candyland. And when he comes out and sees Jamie, the line is, "Who is this nigga on that neck?" And the thing is, like he repeatedly yells that. And yeah. for some reason, I saw this movie twice too. And I saw it in the South, right, Jacksonville, Florida. When I saw it, it was split. It just happened to be split. Black people on one side, white people on the other side. Wait, like what? Yeah, crazy. Because my stuff. My stepfather was oh. I know it was crazy. So, Wait, we, so that we was not the, a coincidence. We sat, we sat in the handicap area, so we could turn back and like we just saw it was split. How it happened, don't know, but it happened. And like the only thing everyone laughed at was that moment. Like that was the moment that like at the whole audience, everyone laugh. became because there's a couple of things people were like, oh, you can hear like. I was, was laughing at the whole movie, yeah, though. Like, like, it was, was a lot too, of funny stuff. It's yeah, almost yeah. a comedy like, to me. Some were, like, yeah. uncomfortable, but There's that point, it was, like, the permission to laugh, and I was like, that was a good moment, because that moment was so absurd yeah. that it bought, you know... Isn't that, like, the, two hours into the movie? It was the oh. first time everyone well, laughed. Because, because a white guy says that when he's on a horse. Earlier, yeah, yeah. walking into town, I'm like, but who's that nigga on that horse? No, the white guy said it, yeah, can't laugh. people were laughing, because I guess we... There was, I think people were worried about laughing at certain things, like the whole like KKK moment of like the masks and stuff. Yeah, like people right. were laughing at that, but then after a while, you could hear those laughs like die out very yeah. quickly, and then like so it was like that awkward tension in the theater, but everyone laughed at who is this? You know, I mean, because that was that was so well written. Oh, I like. Also, very well played though too. Oh, I mean Sam Jackson. I mean the way his head was shaking like an old man was crazy. Like nonstop, he had the. The old man, I'm about to die, like swivel on his on his head, and I was like, "Oh man, this is this this is this is great acting right here, man. This is great. Like, this is great." Yeah, my it's so it is interesting that though that the film that has the most n words got uh, that one, you know, screenplay. Best screenplay. One screenplay, and and I also find it interesting just because in Glo- I felt like in Glory, I felt like this film was so similar to Inglorious, though the ending. Um, of the screenplay, the ending of Django felt like. I know we we talked about like the Hateful Eight being like two different movies between the first half and the second half, yeah. and Inglorious kind of felt like that too, like the first half of Inglorious, and then all of a sudden there was like, but it was it was like this turn that you're like, oh my god, I didn't know that this movie was gonna be a revenge, like yeah, you're just revenge. gonna rewrite history, yeah, like this revisionist kind of history, and Django was like a little bit less. It was just like this person that probably couldn't have existed and you do this like cool thing that happened but it wasn't like killing hitler you know what i mean like um but the way the way the way that it stretched out at the end to me made it feel long like i just thought Mm -hmm. i didn't understand why there had to be like two final shootout scenes oh he made one shootout scene and then they went a lot and they came back and do another shootout scene i was like whatever you could have just finished that up in the in the first one. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I also think, like, we knew going into this movie that Django was a straight-up revenge picture. And it's like... Right. He had I think it's revenge. like he wanted... um, Like, Django was just killing him, right? Yeah. At the first shootout. Yeah. Right. But you needed him to get beat up a little bit. And I think that's why there was, like, the break. And then he's hanging upside down. And I yeah, he was kicking his ass. He wasn't beat up. And, <laughs> and, also, no, and then they wanted to give him that moment that you were talking about to make that decision. You know, that's the screenwriting yeah. part where it's like, okay, he makes a decision to go back and give revenge it in, a, in, a, in a glorious fashion. He can yeah. stand over them on the top balcony. He watches it, you know, blow up. But like the way he was killing them at Candyland the first time, he wasn't taking any L's. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. just like, pop, pop, pop. Oh, lost a gun, dive, get another one, pop, pop, yeah. pop, pop, pop. So I, I read on IMDb that apparently that shootout wasn't actually in the script. It wasn't? No. Oh, wow. Oh. That it was just like they got captured right away. 
And oh. then it was like this thing at the end. I mean, that might have been. Yeah, that's interesting. That might have been lit. I also think. <laughs> I also think it's interesting because I feel like the reason, of course, he had to go back and you know say today. But I think the key thing that happened is he became a hero when he rode off, like when he got captured, because that black dude that we saw throughout yeah. the movie who hated Django. The black dude who was like just staring at him. Why are you looking at me, boy? Blah blah blah. At the end of that movie, he looks at him with that little twinkle in his eye, like, "Oh, the black man's about to go." Yeah. And like, I need, to, I get it now. Get Django it. is the black one guy. of us. Yeah, yeah. And like, but with. like that moment, right? As 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 melodramatic, I guess, as that moment is, like it makes up for so much of the violence that we see, right? Because when when we see that slave looking at him angrily and hating him we're all like yes we all feel this way when he when then when the when he gets uh when the when the mandingo fighter gets ripped apart by the dogs we're even more angry as to why Django is not doing anything but then like it all is erased by that because we understand that he was doing it for this greater like he didn't do anything there because he yeah. had he done anything, yeah. had he Jango's done kind of cold blooded, man. He was, yeah, but like, he was had he, super cold blooded. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have saved her. He wouldn't have been able to save her. But had the he reality done is, though, if Chris, if Christoph Waltz didn't freaking shoot, you know, Leo Candy, he would have freaking he would left. He would have left. He, he wouldn't have cared about any of those people. No, at the point where he shot him, he said, "If they try to leave, shoot her." No, I'm saying, I'm saying like what uh, I'm saying is if, that if if, if, if Schultz would have just shook his just hand, just shook his just hand, right up top, yeah, just okay. shook his hand, yeah. then they would have left. They would have paid the twelve thousand dollars, which is an absurd amount of money for Kerry Washington, yeah. and they would have just left. And Jenga wouldn't have gotten all this revenge stuff. It wasn't even. That's why I'm like, yeah. there's like part of me that like watches this movie, and I'm just like, I don't. Who's I understand the, what Will Smith was like complaining about. Who's it I'm for? Just like who? What? Yeah, is this for? I guess that's what. That's my question. You guys like. Okay, do you yeah, think do for? you think black people felt the same satisfaction that Jews felt after watching the glorious? <laughs> Hell no. I mean I don't, no. I, I, I mean, don't. No. Like, I'm just it like feels- whatever like these people die like who What is like yeah there's, there's a lot of pro- uh, problematic things in this movie. Just right off the top like one like the big revenge at the end Last person he kills is yelling at him is a black man. Yeah, yes. yeah. that the was big my bad first is problem. a black man. That was my first problem. I hated that. This idea of singling out one black man. You know, he singles out Django, and then even when they're talking about the brain thing, then when they bring him back at the end, he's like, "Actually, you may seem like you're an exceptional Negro, but you're gonna have the same two dimples mm-hmm. that every other dumbass Negro yeah. has." You know what I mean? Right. So there's a lot of like black exceptionalism kind of thing in this movie that's problematic. Besides just the. Uh, Mandingo fights and the slavery and the whippings, yeah, and, and, and uh, the Sam Jackson. It feels character. like Django's character, like at the end of the day, he doesn't really care about the other black people. He just cares about getting his wife. See, right? Like that's a, like if it's not, it's even in the scene that you're talking about. It's I not a like. reve- it's not a revenge film in the same way that Inglorious is because right. because it's not like he's again. If you if you start with a guy that's like going around to plantation to plantation and he's just like my goal is to fucking kill all the liberate. plantation owners. Liberate. Like if you start there and liberate right all liberate. the slaves. If you start there, then that's the movie that all black people are like. Yeah, yeah like that's a cool Because in glorious, the whole point is they're trying to get justice for the Jews. Like that's yes. the whole point. They go after the guy. Who is causing the Jews the most harm? So and it's right. doing for all Jews, not just like, you know, me personally. It's like, no, I'm doing this for everybody. Whereas Django was 
is singular. It's and if it so, and if it so happens that uh, at the top of the list is fucking Robert E. Lee, <laughs> right? <laughs> and Robert E. Lee also has my girl. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like if yeah. like if those if that's right. What is the other? I don't mind it even being Leo's character. It just, or Calvin just Candy. Just like, but like okay. So like character. I also read like the, like. Uh, Leo's character like was the only character Quentin Tarantino ever wrote that he like truly despised, like truly hated. Why? I, honestly, why? Like, was he that much worse than every other freaking white person in this movie? Was uh, he? Because I didn't think so. I was just like he. The only time he got really upset because you guys tried to cheat him. Anybody would be upset if you try to cheat him. I, He's just as racist as everybody else. I think, I think it's because of the Menchingo fighters. I think the but fighters is But the other marching. people, but what about the other dude? Yeah, who the other had, guy who had, who had a, a, you know what I mean? Brothel. Why did that guy die? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, there are so many things I was just like, I don't understand why we're trying to make this guy the worst. Well, this, they all don't care about black bodies. They're all, you know what I mean? This may seem a little bit more sadistic, but it's just like, they're all like they okay, all. Do you want to know the care. truth, James? I mean, sorry, sorry, James. I'm See, just yelling at you. This. Just because you're mad. You literally look Jonathan Braylock in the eye and yell at James. <laughs> <You're mad. laughs> <You're mad. laughs> <You're mad. laughs> it's fine. Do you want to know what this is? This is the movie that always happens with Hollywood. Okay, this movie was not to appease African Americans or people of color. This movie was to make white people feel good about themselves. This movie is just like the help. Okay, this movie is no. In a way, Uh-oh. this movie, this movie, Uh-oh. this movie is just like, oh, hey, you know what? These white people here are bad, but you know what? I'm happy I can watch this in 2012 and realize I'm not them. I'm better than them. I'm going to help. Right. I'm going to help the black people get what they it's need the in life. Pitt. Sure, sure. Like, you know? I, I would have never been as bad as Leo's character. I never would have been this. I would have been, been like, yeah, I would have been some of the other guy I that was like yeah. sympathetic. Or even Doctor, the, yeah, the Leo's the secondhand accountant guy. Oh, yeah. Who was like, just a pawn. He was like a pawn yeah, in it. Like, he understood black people. Yeah, you know, like, like, I'm one of those type of white people. This one for me. So when I went to see this movie, you know what I said to Quentin Tarantino in my head? In my head is what I said, okay? <laughs> I didn't say it in real life. I was like, hey, man, fuck you for this. That's what I said in my head. <laughs> Wait, really? I thought you liked this movie. Thing is, watching it, I was like, this is entertaining, but it was so problematic because at the end of the day, this movie wasn't to appease me. I mean, it right, wasn't- like uh, Spike, Lee said, Spike Lee said, I'm not going to see this movie because uh, slavery was not a spaghetti western. Right. I don't mind that. Like, though. but, but, but it's not right. It was. It's true. And like, and and, you know, the, this movie came about. I mean, according to Quentin Tarantino, uh, like, I just want. I wanted to know if I could write a, a, a revenge film set during slavery, and if I could, if it could be like a spaghetti. Wet, like, literally, it was just like, what if could I do this? Right. And so, some. It was. It was written to, for him to. Do that experiment. He's a filmmaker. He wanted to do that, right? Now, whether or not he was trying to make black people feel like we got our revenge film, that's another question. I don't know that he was. It, it is an entertaining movie. It is a movie I saw multiple times in the theater. But like, I don't think he was trying. I don't think he was trying to. No, I think he might have thought, um, not to, you know, whatever, but I, uh, he might have thought, man, black people are going to think this is cool, though. Yeah. Because obviously, obviously he is, he has, he is enamored or whatever it is with black culture and uh, black things, black exploitation, but he's also enamored with spaghetti westerns and kung fu stuff and a lot of, you know, Chinese, Japanese culture, too. He has his... I don't want to say fetishes, but he he has his... Mexican standoffs. Yeah, Mexican standoffs. He He has his things that he loves, so that's what he's diving into you know i don't know if it's 
okay. I mean, everybody's implicit. He made a movie with 116 of the N-words. Some producer said, that's okay, and they made it. Actors said, okay, yeah, we'll say it. We'll, we'll do it. it. Yeah. Sound guy, camera guy, PA. Everybody yeah. was on set when this was happening. Though people we were, saw it. You know what I yeah, mean? We we're implicit. You know there's what I many, mean? There's many, like, there are many different accounts of, like, different actors, especially Leo, feeling uncomfortable with how many times they had to say it. And, like... Yeah, them, super like, uncomfortable the as a... And being like, you have to freaking say this. Yeah, as they go, as they... Yeah, they read the script and said, I'm uncomfortable. And, they're, and then they but did they it. did it, though. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, 100%. Do you guys think it'd be different if it was a, a, a black director? Because I know, like, right now, right now, Quentin Tarantino is being sued because um, there's two African-American, two African-American men who said they came up with the idea. Called, uh, it was called Freedom, starring Jackson Friedman. This yeah. one is Django Friedman. <laughs> and it's basically like they said this movie hits the same beats as – their movie hits the same beats as yeah. Django. Would it be? Would we be feeling this same way if? Now, hear me out. Uh-huh. Not if the script was different. The script is exactly the same. The product is exactly the same. If Spike Lee or Ava DuVernay, like, would we feel as? But my thing or Ryan Coogler. Is... <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. keep going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that. Like that. Shout out. If Aaron Covington and Ryan Coogler wrote this script, exactly the same. Exactly the same. Would we well, still I, feel but like? See, but my thing is that I refuse to believe that the script would be exactly the same because my yeah that and I want I mean, to touch on the article that James uh, the third like uh, shared on Facebook. Uh, what was her her name? A Tanya Pickens. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Ta- Tanya, Tanya, Tanya. And about black perspectives because it's like that's something that I, I because I just read it and I was watching this movie I was just like so aware of of like man this movie is dealing with black bodies black perspective it's like dealing it's like all about like the uh, just how slavery took black people and reduced them into almost less than animals you know what yeah. I mean they're a property they are bodies to be bought and sold and dealt with however uh, the, their owners deemed fit. And it was like very much like even in the beginning of the movie, you see all this, all these black men in chains walking. You see they're like they all have shirts off. They're all sweating. You see their bodies. It was just like how many times do we see like a body with like whip marks on it and stuff like that? And I was just like, man, to have this and then that put that in the hands of a white director yeah. and a white screenwriter – you know what I mean? Somebody who has so much ultimate control. I was like, I can't. It's like, it makes sense to me that like, really for me, Jamie Foxx in this, in this movie is just like, he's not even, he's almost not even a character. He's just like the reckoning that this white guy is like, oh, let's bring the black reckoning on everybody else. And we'll have Christoph, Christoph Waltz deal with the emotionality of yeah, it. Yeah. And Kerry Washington show the brutality. Right. And then, and then Jamie Foxx is just the hand of God in acting revenge. You know I, I, mean? I agree with that too, hundred percent. When when we were watching it, and Jarrah asked me like, "Would it be different? Would it be different if it was a black director?" I was like, "Or would would we feel differently?" I was like, "I don't think the movie would be the same." I, I said the same thing you did. Yeah. I, I was almost like, because just because the telling of this story is more through the eyes of the German side character, who's just the lead. You mean the German lead? Even the German lead. Character. I think we would be harder on this movie if it was done. The exact same, exact same way, way by yeah. a black person. Yeah. We'd yeah. be like, well, why did you have to do... We, yeah. Why like, did you well, do all these things? Well, yeah. What are you thinking if you did that? Uh, maybe Tarantino gets a pass because he's been around a little longer. A pass right. in terms of how hard... I think it would have been harder on a on a black person. Because well, I think one thing that he that is missing, and you brought up a great point, is um, the slaves are depicted pretty simply. Their emotions are simple. There's no right. complexity in yeah. any really black person in the movie. 
maybe Sam Jackson's maybe the only one, but everybody's either like sad or beaten down. There's no nuance to their emotion. Like right. the Mandingo fighter, he's like, oh, I did it. Oh, dang, boss, I got to keep doing this. You know, it yeah. was no like. Yeah. yeah, you see them sad. You see them no like complexity the weight on the, it. But yeah, yeah they. <laughs> even the other the, yeah except for yeah maybe sam sam jackson's character because he's like this mischievous dude who like knows how to put on a front and reality just i don't know just hates I mean, has I, a, been trained to hate black people Django was almost like you know straight like just a, a straight, straight train like yeah he was just like i exactly. just got to get this revenge there was no like you know when he was playing his role as the slaver there was no like moment maybe with just him and christoph or maybe him lying in bed like man i I hate myself for having to do this, you know? Yeah. There was yeah. nothing like that. He was just like, nope. I would have loved if that's these, how he got you know, He's like, a cold... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> he was he's so cold. He's a cold-blooded right. killer. Yeah. Like, yeah. But to me, I'm like, isn't that also a problematic image? Yeah, no, it you is. You know what I mean? Yeah. To have it Jamie Foxx just be this cold-blooded yeah. killer, and it's Christoph Waltz who's the one who starts to feel queasy about the stuff that they're go- See, doing? To me, how good would have been if you'd have got caught for being like emotional? If Jenga would have got caught by like... Feeling Absolutely. bad or having a look. The, that would have been The bad. one thing I'll throw in there, though, is that I would be okay with it if it was Jamie Foxx just being a superhero. But I don't – even that scene where he kills the – I actually – when he killed all those dudes, I was like, damn, dude, that's messed up. You just tricked – and I understand. They're freaking slavers. They were about right, to right. – But, like, literally a part of me while I was watching this again was like, that's messed up. You just lied to them and then killed them. Like, I ain't feel bad for that at all. I honestly didn't feel bad for that at all. But I was just like, this isn't a revenge. I was like, all right, he's just going to go. I wanted all of them to die. (laughs) But he's not going around and like, like you were saying, like, it would be cool if he was this person who was going around freeing liberating black slaves. And it was like, oh my God, that's Jake. What if he was a legend? If he was the Punisher, doing slavery time, just going around setting black people free. Well, like in Hateful Eight and these like, the fascination with the time of the Civil War yeah. mm-hmm. is because it's not because I don't. It's because there was a code of honor or something. Yeah, the whole Civil War era is people were fighting for dignity. They say it in the hateful eight. He's yeah. like, my yeah. daddy fought for dignity and yeah. uh, his honor and family. And loyalty and family, right? And that's what to me was Just, missing. That's what the Confederate from, flag stands for. Everybody. That's what Django was missing for me. Because even when he went to the first, the Baker Boys, you know, yeah, that's what the <laughs> Confederate flag. <laughs> yeah, that's the Confederate flag. It's about dignity and honor. Dignity yeah. and honor. <laughs> but that's what people thought at that time, right or wrong, right? They were right. like. Well, this is our this is our land. This is what we stand for. This that's is, what people think now. <laughs> people think that's why it continues now because those, those codes yeah. are eternal. Right. Yeah, and that's what's missing. I think a little bit from Django when he goes and kills the Baker boys, which is really the only time he really makes a decision because he wasn't supposed to go off book and kill them and whip them like the way yeah. he did in that blue suit. Right. But that was like his really only hero moment because he yeah. made that decision. That was the big He was so yeah. like mad and needed. Re- that was his real revenge right. moment. Yeah. Because yeah. that's when he had all the flashbacks to that specific. Exactly. For his revenge, exactly. not just to save her, you know? Exactly. But even that was like, um, it lacked an honor because he just walked up and It was just for himself. Yeah. Say, it was just for himself. It was just for himself. I would say, too, though, for, to Jamie Foxx's credit acting wise, a lot of these moments aren't there. Uh, but you can like see it from a storytelling point, like when he when he has that quiet moment with with Christoph. Uh uh, after I, I think what was it like I think Christoph was like I'm gonna put a stop to this and then he was like no we're not gonna put a stop to this and then they have a moment of like you told me to play dirty you want me to play dirty yeah. and I and I think to Jamie Foxx's credit like in that I don't know how it's communicated but in those moments where he's playing that slave owner like I see that he's struggling to like I see that he doesn't want to doesn't want to do the things that he's doing has to do it 
And I also see that this person that he's playing is the worst type of person. You know, is the worst type of black slave. I feel like he said that, but I don't feel like I don't see that. Like I feel well, like he, he said. Well, yeah, so he I wonder if I'm putting like, it on him. Put, yeah, because I feel like he had a line where like Schultz pitched him the idea of playing like the dingo uh, fighter. I mean, the dingo um, recruiter, and he's like, "You want me to play?" something that's worse than Uncle Tom. Like, he literally says, you want me to play the worst thing a black person can be, right? Right. And I'm like, he says it, but watching... Look yeah, the only thing we get is really that look when he first comes in and then he yeah. has to say it. Yeah. He, I mean, he's around a lot of black people. He's at Candyland and they're at the, he never looks at the other, like, servants and like, it, damn, before. like, this is... You know, he never, like, acknowledges that he's in the world of slavery. It's like, yeah. it's me and Christoph. We're separate from everything and I'm going to save... I'm a, I'm a yeah, but not only that before he became mine. before he did the Candyland like charade when he was at uh the big house the, the the White House with the with the prostitutes the he says to to that to that house slave I ain't no slave like he keeps he keeps making sure that she knows he's not a slave yeah. and he treats her like you know what I'm saying like he's not warm to her at all yeah. and it's, it's like true. this is a, this that, is a but that's what I'm saying it's like to me and here's the here's the difference is that Jamie Fox. At the end of the day, all the people that he frees, it's like they're, they're just like lucky that they were there yeah. because he was trying to get his revenge on the people that he needed to get revenge on. Yeah. And they was like, all right, you can go. But he didn't, it's, see, he had no emotional connection to these people. Whereas Christoph Waltz's character does. He see, you see it so many different times. He sees the fight happening and he's crazy. He sees the guy getting ripped by the dogs. Like... Every time like somebody calls Jamie Foxx and the N word, he's like, he's like, excuse me, like talk to me, like he he. There the is something he's in him that he's just everything. like, I don't like this. Doesn't sit right with me. Like this whole sl- thing I, of slavery doesn't sit right with me. And Jamie Foxx is just like, I don't want to be. I me, I don't want to be a slave. And so like, and then it's just like he's a cold blooded killer. So I'm just like, if you want to make him just a cold blooded killer, make him a cold blooded killer. Who goes around and like kill every place, every yeah. place, and make just him Nat Turner. People. Make him like the people that they people they <laughs> fear. You know what I mean? They feared in Inglorious Bastards the what are the, what's the, the seven the uh, seven, seven yeah, like the, the, whatever they, they, call they were calling Glorious Bastards. Yeah, like, yeah. the Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah, the Inglorious Bastards. They fear that crew, right? They fear the Bear Jew, right? They yeah. have the names for them. Like they fear those people. They're like, oh my god, those are the people who go around killing Germans and scalping right. their heads. Django, nobody even knows who he is until he kills them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I, to me, I was just like, uh, I don't know. I wasn't connect. That's why I was dis. The the things that, and I honestly, this is what got nominated. And I don't think, I don't know how much blame we should put on the Academy because like the performances that I like the best were Leo and yeah. Christoph Waltz yeah. because they had characters, they were the characters that worked. That work. Like, even Leo's character, he's, like, evil, but he's not just this pure evil for evil. I didn't feel like he's pure evil for no. evil's sake. He was just, like, he's this person who grew up who thinks he can own everything. You know what I mean? And he, like, likes to play, and he's smart, and he's just, like, oh, he, he, he has he all these taught. things. And he's just, yeah. like, it's what he's he was taught. He was taught. He's a spoiled yeah. brat. Yeah. He's yeah. a he was, spoiled yeah. brat. And it's, like, this weird character. That you're, like, oh, my God, this guy is cr- kind because of crazy. He but. represents what people, like, this is the thing. I personally believe that no one's born a racist. Right. You're not like yeah. you're taught that. Like he was a kid, and he says it throughout this whole movie. My daddy, my granddaddy, his granddaddy. He's like, this is something that's been passed down to this kid, this way of thinking, since he's been alive, and right. it's been through his whole family. So why, why, why would he think anything else? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and he's lived in this place where, like, he even said he's like, I've never left. Where is it? Mississippi is where this place is. Place. You know, he says, I've never left wherever yeah, I think it was this Mississippi. wherever this place is. Yeah, For what does he ever need to? Yeah, so yeah. Django was like the guy that like, yeah, he makes it and 
they're like, well, people are getting whipped. And he's like, yeah, I know. It's like, like, yeah, the way it is. Yeah. like, he accepted the world that he I, would live and, 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 and the movie made you seem, because there was that scene where he was like, when he was talking to Christopher Falls, he's like, look, this is what I have to do so that we can come and get, like, do the thing that we're supposed yeah. to do. But my thing was like, then it would be nice for him to have this, like, just this moment where he's just, just like, you know what? I can't take this anymore. Yeah. yeah. But it's not, that I can't take this anymore. It's like, I didn't finish tough. the job to get the girl that I'm trying to save. Yeah. And again, Kerry Washington just plays the girl to Give be her saved. Some, they could have <laughs> Kerry Washington could have shot somebody at the end. <laughs> or Kerry Washington could have shoot somebody. Talk, I mean, Leo has the whole speech about why don't these black people raise up and destroy all of us? And it's because of the stupid, you know, that yeah. dumb yeah, yeah. thing. But it's like, why not have the slaves come and revolt me? And help. There's some slave revolt movie coming out soon. Um, the yeah, yeah. Movie. Birth, Birth of a Nation. Is that one? It's That's called what Birth it's of called. a Nation. That's what it's called. Oh, snap. And it's premiering at Sundance. Yeah, yeah, by um, Nate Parker. I'm Nate excited Parker's for that. Yeah, um, he did it himself, right? Didn't he raised the money and everything himself. Yeah, he, he bless, also man. put it together, it. man. I I hope I get to. I want to see it really bad. Yeah, man, that should be good. Before we get to the swirls or anything else, we need to talk about. Do we need to talk about Sam Jackson's character anymore? Or? I mean, Sam Jackson, though. I mean, people. I have I have had an argument with people before we even did the podcast that mm-hmm. Sam Jackson is the big bad because Sam Jackson is the guy who was signing the checks. He is the one who tells Leo what to do throughout the yeah, whole time. Yeah, he figures time. out. He figures, yeah. he figures out. He tells Leo, you got to handle this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, the, technically, I mean, of course, everyone's scared of Leonardo DiCaprio. But Carrie and the rest of the blacks are terrified of Sam Jackson. And Sam Jackson, as he says, is the one that convinces them not to cut off Django's nuts, but to send him to the worst place. Where right, right. Do something even worse. So, I mean, I, I feel... But then that's a... To but me, that's, that's, a, that's a good written character. Like I don't know where I don't get his deal, which is good. Kind of. What, yeah. why, he was more like pure evil. That? Huh? He is the one like who's he made, pure evil. Yeah. It seemed like he made the choice to be harder than he needed to be. It was like, why was he that evil? Yeah. Was there any explanation for it? Well, I I think I the idea though is that um he's actually been actually running the plantation all this time. Like the like the like the idea is that the daddy is never really around. He actually raised Calvin himself. This is all like stuff that's not really in the movie, but he, a say, part of the movie. Yeah. And that those and that Samuel Jackson and DiCaprio like talk about when they talk about their rendering of the characters is that like so he is re- really the 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 one in charge the one in charge. So and which I also have a I have a problem with that too. But also I don't even, I, I I don't even believe it because it's not even true. But the thing is, it's that thing too. I think. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's like it's, it's not, not real. It's not I, really there in the this movie. This is a controversial thing that I'm about to say, but honestly, that feels like when <laughs> feels like when a woman is like, oh, I'm selling my body for sex, and I'm the one in charge. It's like not really, not really though. Well, because you know what I mean, cause well, it's because like there's. Some, because there's always this person who is technically owning you for a price. The same thing with Sam Jackson. At the end of the day, what Leo says goes, not what you say. You can like play your mind games. You can do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, he owns you. He owns your body. Leo right. Own yeah, body. but they did. They definitely wrote that he was able to play the mind games right. in a way that was so successful that no, whatever like he, he throws wanted to happen, he stands up yeah. straight. What happened? Like, but I still think that I think that that's a problem. Like I, I think, think that like that, like the fact, the the mere fact that they that that for this film they didn't let it be that he's really bad and also just as bad as him or worse. Right? Are are these white people that owned these people? You know what I mean? Like they they. Let it be that, or Quentin Tarantino, let it be 
that the person that we are supposed to hate the very most is black a black person. The, the black guy in blackface. Let's the black also forget in he's in blackface. And it's so interesting because he represents, especially like you're from the South, like the worst thing that, I mean, if you just like, if I talk to my granddad, people like that, the worst thing is like the Uncle Tom. And he is Which the I epitome. Hate that, though. It, it's true. But he is the well, embodiment of also, what that's about. He's the older version of what Django was also, playing. Also, he's not an Uncle Tom. I hate we even call him an Uncle Tom because Uncle Tom is not that character. Like, the Uncle Tom from the play that was written by abolitionists mm-hmm. is more – is the, char- the character of Uncle Tom is like, where I'm going to forgive white people even though they do bad things to me. It's, a G- it's like the embodiment of what Jesus is supposed to be, of like, I will continue to forgive – and not reenact revenge or hate to you, even though you hate me. And people didn't like that because they found it passive. And it was like, we don't need this passive type of abolitionist movement. We want, we want it to be forceful. It's like Ma- Martin Luther King versus you know, Malcolm, Malcolm X. He X. Became, he became but now, all of a sudden, Uncle Tom starts to become this idea of like a black person who just wants other black people to stay where they are. And that's not what Uncle Tom was ever well, I don't think. I don't think, I don't think Samuel Jackson's character is the one who wants black people to stay where they are. I think it's, it's almost a combination really? of two. No, I think it's a combination of two. It's I think like, it's, why is that nigga I think, on a horse? No, I think it's the thing of like, yeah, he is doing the crab in a basket thing, but it's also like he is almost forgiving everything that he's seen. Because Jamie says it repeatedly. He's like, you've probably seen a lot of terrible things here. And it's like, he's given a pass to like what Candy has done to like he's, his he's, people. He's not just giving a pass, he's feeding it. No, no, a truth. What I'm saying is I think it's a combination of what I guess the initial Uncle Tom thing is and what people grew to hate out of that. It's like the black person who keeps other black people down and also who like feeds and is okay and just like Turns a blind eye to like the terrible things that white slavers do. He's almost people. like the guy if you like in, to bring it to, like to modern times. If like you're working like and like for Wall Street or something, right? right? And you come up with a guy, and he's like backstabbing everybody, and he becomes like the right hand man, right? And he'll do anything to keep his position in the company, to keep in the good graces of the boss, yeah. yeah. Whether yeah. it's firing a hundred employees or whatever, you know, to bring it to like a modern yeah. Yeah. analogy, yeah. That's kind of who he is. The ultimate like sniveling. Yeah, corporate guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, that you would see. But I do hate, like James said. I do don't like. But it's almost like this movie. We hate was, him. It's almost like this movie was written with slavery as a thing, but without consideration of it being the black considerations that we talk about. That would have made it different if a yeah. black person did it. You know, I agree. it's like from a writing point of view, it makes sense that Leo's character wouldn't be so smart to detect this. Um, right. That it had to be somebody else who told him to create tension and stuff. I mean, it yeah. makes so it much makes sense, sense from a writing right. point of view. But when we look at it, we're like, damn, you made the black man the bad guy. despicable. Yeah. He's a hero, but he's also not that. I mean, it's, it's, I also, it is great writing. I you know what I mean? I feel like it, he's used. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, he's also used as the person to take away any thoughts that you might have towards Jamie Foxx's character like wait Django doesn't seem to be that great of a guy but in comparison to Samuel Jackson's character you're like oh Django's yeah. a freaking hero like how cool would it have been if you know what I mean yeah. Django's the, the way that Django doesn't really care about the other black people is completely different from, from Samuel Jackson who not only doesn't care about other black people but actively tries to keep other black people down so when Tarantino yeah. says I wanted to see if I could do this and then the answer is kind of. Yeah, he did. I don't know if you did it all the yeah. way because yeah. you didn't take into these a lot of racial considerations. But you yeah. wrote a good yeah. Western revenge movie yeah. that would be great. But 
it was said in slavery and you forgot you don't know these things you yeah. just don't know them you're not aware yeah. because you're not black yeah. so i think i think it would have been great Ooh. if if like if sam jackson's character would have he he could have been the, like if he would have had some type of emotional conflict of like the things he was doing to other blacks how powerful would that have been if it's like if it would have ended i mean if you would have had to end it with him and jamie but then sam jackson has a great monologue which uh tarantino writes about why just like why he did this to other black people like i feel conflicted i did this i started out trying to protect myself my yeah. family and it maybe just, he doesn't it, feel conflicted right. maybe no, he's I'm just saying, like it's a eat like this yeah. is a doggy dog world but, but i'm saying but seeing yeah, that to say he had something. something that you knew like why absolutely. just why absolutely we don't yeah. we don't know why it's just uh, he's but he is but but we don't know why and but tarantino's just playing on the fact that there is this caricature that people understand of like oh that's that that's that house negro who like backstab to get there like yeah. he's the worst person because the only way that he was there is, is basically if he like sold out his brother. For me, what would have what would have what would have really been the would have been would have been great for me is if um, the shit hit the fan, but it wasn't that Calvin was shot. Something happened, big shootout happens, but at the end, it's just Calvin and Stephen just yes. huddling up next to each other, like just scared, you know. And then and and. Django can st- he can still have his last monologue where he's like fucking shitting on Steve and like how many people you see come through here whatever and then he says some shit to to Calvin that's like fucking white people are terrible or whatever it is yeah. and then he just empties two guns into both of them that would have been great I mean he needed to kill, he needed <laughs> to kill Calvin that would have been great to kill Calvin. <laughs> that would have been great for me. this movie could have been about a lot of things that's why it's not really a great movie about slavery yeah it could have right. been Irish indentured servants it could have been almost anything it could have been a completely made up like avatar thing where yeah. it was just like these people and they didn't have to necessarily even be slaves they could have been lowly paid workers or something and that's why it's an entertaining movie and it's fun but at the representation of slavery or the struggles and the things of that it's it falls short and that's yeah. where like a lot of problems are and the inward problems are to mm. me no i know? agree yeah because like you know, you know and we have 12 years comes right after and it's so much more nuanced yeah. about this institution, specifically American black slavery, you know? And I think that's kind of the difference between the two. Tarantino made a great, a fun shoot 'em up movie, mm-hmm. which yeah. is what he does lately. You know, even Hateful Eight is, to me, and Glorious is and Hateful Eight, they're almost like a trilogy. Oh, yeah, yeah it, 100%. Is. it definitely is, definitely. It feels very, definitely I mean, feels they, have very close. Ba- they have the, the Bounty Hunters in Hateful Eight. Yeah, it's so, it was, it supposed, felt to, like it was a, supposed to be like a sequel to Django. That's how you said he started writing it. It felt it like it. It feels like it, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, you know, know what it is. I, I don't know how you're going to do this. Oh, well, listen, 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 <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Nick, at this point right now, I want you to start playing the, the, the swirl music. All right? All right. This is the thing, okay? There this should have been, there, there could have been a swirl in this movie, but this is the, this is the thing I'm conflicted about. Okay. Is, is it, do we hear the music? Uh, no, we don't get to hear. Gonna, oh, it's just going to be on the, on the cast. Yeah, no, it's going to be there. playing right now. But I'm conflicted because, <laughs> because this whole movie is about Django trying to get his wife back. So I'm like, do you need it? I don't want to see a black man cheat on his wife. Yeah, that's true. But I got an alternative. Well, maybe uh, he... Mandingo? Oh, no, not a Mandingo. Wait, <laughs> not a Mandingo. Because he needed a prize for the He did. He I did. Was, I was going to say, maybe he didn't know that his wife was alive and you know, she could have seen before. And then oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I like this. I'm going to add this dingo thing in there. Hold wait, on. What? So, hold on, hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. All right, so this is what happens. All right, this is what happens. All right. 
So Jamie, oh, the first night before he sees, like, uh, when he sees Brunhilde, he can't get to it. It's like we delayed a little bit. He's in the house walking around the house. Calvin's sister is having <laughs> Calvin's sister is having a sleepover with all her, her white friends. Why are there so many people there? <laughs> <laughs> so no, these are adult people. Okay, <laughs> she's having a sleepover with her friends with her white. All right. Women friends Yeah with a white woman friends You know what I'm saying <laughs> They have people They talking about like How disgusting You know The world is How disgusting oh, I hate that I have to like Deal with You know these black people Let's you know Django walks by the door He hears it Opens the door Ever lightly They get quiet Right Then he drops off A one line And like You know what they say Right And they're like What, 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 what do they say once you go black, you don't go back. And all of a sudden, he the sister, that. he says it. Okay. He says it. Next thing you know, Colin's sister, sister has a look in her eye. And we're like, oh, wait, what's she going to do? I but think Django, I'm more uncomfortable with this than the whipping scene. <laughs> but what Django says, but what Django says is, Django's like, I know what you want right now. I'm not going to give it to you. Okay. Because I love my wife. Uh, he walks out the room, closes the door. That's, what? Wait a minute. That's, that's the it? swirl. That's the, the swirl. swirl is, it could have been an orgy. But, but it wasn't. But <laughs> I refuse to see a movie where a black man cheats on his wife. So what I want him to know. Why didn't you choose man, one of the many been other black any people? Size, it has to be the lead. Any size it's gotta be the lead. Like Why? It doesn't have to be the lead. The swirl. The swirl. Oh, the swirl. Need, the lead. The swirl Wait, needs when did that become a stipulation? I've always made it the lead. I've never made it not the lead. I mean, because I don't want one of the secondary. I mean, this is my thing. Yeah, I could have made it a dingo fighter. You know what I'm saying? But then they would have tried to make it all barbaric. Like, oh, I gotta like, oh, I gotta like figure out what this is dating the black. Man, you know, how, you know how people do sometimes. Like, I never dated the black. All man. I gotta say is, like, you know damn well, Stephen and Calvin's sister be going <laughs> <laughs> in no. the grossest sex scenes you could have ever seen. I think it's more powerful that Django and a room full of women knew that he could have laid the pin, and he chose not to <laughs> because he loves his wife. I feel like you're gonna tease Honestly, it a little bit more. No, I didn't want to. I wanted to, the world you're to know that this black for this man for this anti. What if they like? What if they like all drop, drop their clothes, and then he was like, and then he closed. Oh, and no. then he closed the door. Actually, that's better. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't want that. Would have no, been better. No, no. I wanted the tension to be that everyone's clothed. All right, the pillow fight just ended. All right. And that he came in just better than this is better than having a modern nineteen ninety sleepover. <laughs> just as just they as, turn off sixteen <laughs> candles and just as the, the last feather fight. starts like falling to the ground. The last <laughs> what are they watching the feather fall to the ground? Well, no, it's like it's like in the movies where it's like it's like in the movie like, whenever it's, it's like, it slows like, down, like, everything like, slows down. <laughs> so it's the close up. It's a close up. We see Django's face. We see the sister's face, and as we see her face, the feather slowly falls, and he's like. Oh my I gotta go find my wife. Boom, door closed. Django becomes a hero. This is great. All right. Yeah, you're wow. welcome, world. I'm glad that's over. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, what you mean, glad that's over? I thought you would like that, John. I mean, I do. I'm, I'm happy that we didn't get to. Guys, I think John wanted more freakiness in real the swirl. Quick, though, I real quick, this. real quick. I don't <laughs> he wanna, wanted more freakiness in the swirl. I don't want to divert this it conversation. Wasn't a swirl. You just anyway. Um, well, but uh, after Earth, though, how? How do? We, what is it any good? We got a guess, dude. Well, no, but just like think about it, okay? Because in After Earth, they are enslaved by their inability. To because you said enslaved doesn't mean <laughs> no wait because they they're, those creatures they can't they have to be completely stoic and they can't think they're enslaved by the idea of these extra creatures that are on Earth 
and they have to struggle. I they are enslaved. Well, they are like the, the are hu- human beings. Where is this going? There is no one knows. Human beings. No one. Are, are we on asking the earth? after Earth? Or <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's allegory for slavery. Or something? Yeah, <laughs> is it, I mean, is no, it, it doesn't work. But that. But thank you, Eric. Because that's what I want to know. It's a screenplay of After Earth. Good, Eric. Yeah. What did you think of the screenplay? No, I didn't see it. Good for you. I mean, y'all don't y'all don't have to y'all don't have to answer the question. I'm just you sad now a little bit. Oh God! Are you the All like right. the lone champion for After Earth? I just I you know he just I, wants I, to know out of, out of you guys. I don't I, I don't have an opinion. I haven't he seen it every time he does. Movie. I was just wondering. All right, God, it's that, time. Oh. It's time for the cause. Uh, as everybody knows, uh, or maybe you don't. Uh, we rate this film. Uh, we rate films not based on how good they were, uh, but how they helped the cause of leading more leading black actors in Hollywood. We got somebody with us today who co-wrote one of the only films this year. Damn. Well, like I mean, that's not true. No, but only one way. It was like a good guy. I mean, no offense to show out of Compton, but they were thugs in that one with the best chance. Does- does any single movie help the cause? Is kind of a question. That's a good question. Kind of. Like, the movie itself. He's questioning or the is cause. It, or, or is it like? No. It's how the movie does, right? How? But it's how all. But like, here's the thing. Like, it's how all of them do. Because a lot of times we're like, oh, I don't want to see this movie. It doesn't look good. But it stars black people. But white people make good and bad movies, right? You know what I mean. So we kind of have to. You have to support all to get more good ones. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, we and we've we, talked about this. We have, like, yeah, yeah. We've I've rated some films with a fist, films that I don't like, but I still think that they help the cause. But I guess what we're talking about is in terms of uh, film, my thing is I think maybe they all help the cause. Oh, it's us, oh. it's us who don't help it when we don't support. Uh, oh, uh, it's a new Uh-oh. new year, new cause. Wait a minute, are you that guy who's complaining on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a very interesting concept. Supporting. So okay, let me ask you this question. You can take the worst movie with a white lead, for example. But if it, I mean, you know, there's guys. I'm sure, you know, I don't know off the top of my head, but we could think of people that consistently make bad movies, right? But they do well at the box office. Not that they're killing or number one, but they're making money. Well, I guess I'll say I'll say this in in terms of that. Like, if a movie doesn't make money, or if a movie is just like they feel like ah, that person isn't good and they can't actually carry a movie then they probably won't make that person the lead in a movie again. And if they do that, then that's one less actor who's going to be the lead in films. See, the only thing that scares me about that is that means I got to say, I got to support Soul Plane. Yeah, Yeah, but Soul Plane is rough, Yes, and I think we said this because I saw saw that talk with Malcolm D. Lee and he was like, yeah, go see the movies. Go see the movies so that that have black leads in them because then they'll make money and then there'll be more movies. You know, they'll just be more. Otherwise... The people that make decisions are looking for the exceptional movie too, so they're discarding something. You know what I mean? If it's uh, not like, if it's not like, um, somebody else bringing it to them. If it's not Spike, if it's not uh, Ava or Ryan, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah. oh no, these black movies make money. Mm-hmm. Black movies don't. These ones do right, by well, these people. Yeah, like Straight Outta Compton does. So if you got another rap biopic, we'll do that. Yeah, Ryan makes movies like okay. Well, we'll get Ryan. We'll get Ava. Well, okay. No, nah, I'm Aaron, and I'm like, I want my chance to direct. They're like, are you working with Ryan? Yeah, right. We're See, not going to give you a movie. You know what I mean? Like about that, they don't know if black movies make money. They know that these ones do. Right. The thing that's so tricky about that, as I, as I, I definitely do agree, but it's that thing of in it. I think it sucks 
But I don't think we have the option as people of color or, I mean, most women directors and movies, we don't have the option of having bad movies. So to me, it's like, for me to, for me to say, like, I hate to use Soul Plane as an option, but to me to say Soul Plane helped the cause is tough because that was not a good representation of what black people can do with film. It's like it's not the best script. It's not the best director. It's not the best. Then we're actor. being exceptionalist. You know what I mean? Mm, we're saying we only want good black movies. But how do yeah. you know when you have good I, ones if I, you don't have any bad I, ones? True. I've true. made the case that I want movies that aren't good. True. I think like we talked about. Yeah. And then it's getting, it's getting priced out too because the movies are so expensive. So you're like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to go see a movie if I don't know that it's going to be good. If right. reviews aren't true. good, if people aren't telling me it's good, I'm not going to go I see mean, it. We, we, so we're yeah. pricing ourselves out of like – yeah. The mid-level and the bad black movies, you uh-huh. know what I mean? But yeah. you need all to have a If you're going to be diverse, you got to have good diverse people and bad diverse people. It's true. But you have true. to accept all of that. So, I got to accept Tyler Perry? We've got Are you yeah. telling me in 2016 I got to accept Tyler Perry? But yeah. <laughs> but everything doesn't have to be accepted at the highest Tyler Perry is maybe over. I don't know. There's a lot of acceptance for him. Well, Man. we've gotten a lot to think about. But Tyler Perry don't like dark skin dudes. I don't want We got for, We're not talking about Tyler Perry right now. <laughs> talking about Django Unchained, directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring Jamie Foxx. Yeah, I does de- this movie? I derailed the cause. No, 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 no. This that's is out of Worthwhile conversation. Now, we either rated a Black Fist, meaning it definitely helped the cause, a White Palm, meaning so so, or nah. Can I have a second? All right, you're gonna have three seconds because that's what I'm gonna count to, and then you're gonna throw up a black fist, a white palm, or nothing. When you gonna start the three seconds? Are you gonna give me? A, can I get a warning before you start? The oh three my seconds? god! No, I'm just gonna go ahead and start. Whenever <laughs> no, I start oh, wait, let me start thinking. Oh lord, right. I don't know either. I'm really conflicted. I watched too much Quentin Tarantino this weekend. All right, on the count. Oh, wait, three. you gonna start? Are you gonna start the countdown now? Gonna you gonna start, start it now? Yes. All right, my fault. <laughs> god. Oof. One. Oh, hold on, man. Listen, you got tell. You just two. Oh, snap. Oh, wow. Is, is that nothing? That's nothing. Jamie, oh, snap. <laughs> That's I, nothing. I was close to giving it nothing, too. Uh, All right, uh, this is what we got. We got one black fist, two white palms, and nothing. Nothing. Who is going to... I guess maybe... Why don't we start? Uh, yeah, I mean, mine is simple. I oh, I gave it a palm uh, because, of, because of how conflicted it made me um, and because of how divided... Uh, members of the black community were after seeing this movie. Uh, I I couldn't give it a full fist, though I wanted to because of the success of this film and because of the number of uh, black actors that are in the movie and in substantial roles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but because of how conflicted it makes me, like because of the questions that I have, I had to give it a palm. That's fair. Um. So yeah, I give it a palm as well. I'm trying to look at what did Jamie Foxx do after this? Oh, specifically Jamie Foxx. Well, yeah, because he was our star. Annie came out. Annie. Annie came Horrible out. Horrible Bosses 2. Uh, a Million Ways to Die in the West. I guess he would play like He that. played Django in that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he played, he played Django. The Amazing oh, Spider-Man. Oh, he's in that? And <laughs> yeah. Django? Yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, he did he Spider-Man. But nothing like Lee. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like, I guess uh, Annie. He's like the lead male. Um, Annie's the lead, but Annie's the lead. Uh, I don't know. And stop calling I it black Annie. People. I don't feel like. So my thing is like, especially how this woman's treated black women. I don't think it helped 
like, I don't think it helped Kerry Washington. Kerry Washington's career so. has been she helped by it. Scandal, right? Yeah, like, she should have did it. Which came out that this year. Was before Scandal? Okay. Yes. Scandal came out. She probably filmed Scandal came out in April, and then this came out in December of that year. But she filmed. She would have been filming this first. And, you know, whatever. Jamie Foxx is been popular i don't know if this helped or hurt his career necessarily he didn't get a nomination for it um at least not an oscar uh i think it's complicated this whole quentin tarantino thing is complicated for me uh i like quentin tarantino i'm like more and more i'm like oh yeah there's these problematic things that are there but like also whatever he gets to make the films that he has to that he wants to make you know um in terms of like but like i said like i think what we were saying i guess the real thing is like I'm I'm still I still want films to have their black lead be like the actual lead of the movie to have emotional journeys and arcs and um I I I think that a film like this it it's kind of that like it has that Samuel Jackson kind of vibe of like oh this dude's the man he's like uh you know this badass who like will kill anybody but like if that's the only role that people get to play you know what I mean? Then, like, mm. is that really helping the cause of more and more leading? Because then, it, then it will continue to be limited and narrow. That being said, kind of like what Aaron was saying, it's like it still was putting black person in the lead. It was before Twelve Years a Slave. Like there was like a black cowboy. It's like it's a cool thing. He 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 did get to be the hero in some aspects, you know. Um, so I couldn't give it nothing. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was so so. I got two ways on this because right. even with the whole cause, I was almost like no movie really helps the cause. That's what I was used to. That's what <laughs> yeah. I was thinking at first. So and you're I saying like, all movies help the cause and no movie helps yeah, the yeah, cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I am. The you, movie itself, the artistic the value of the movie, right. no movie helps the cause. It helps yeah. those actors. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Creed helps helps me, Ryan, and Mike. You know what I mean? Right, it doesn't right, necessarily right. help everybody. Or maybe some other actors in the movie Interesting, are getting yeah. calls from that. But from a marketing and a money standpoint, every movie can help. Right. And this movie helps not because of Jamie, Carrie, and Sam. There was a hundred other black people that have Django now on their credits. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I almost said it, almost did want to give it a white palm because it's Tarantino. And him doing a movie doesn't necessarily help anybody else. Like I said, it's his eighth, ninth movie, whatever he's done. Right. He has his unique style. He has his actors that he uses. When he does something, it doesn't necessarily help the cause. But all those actors, like you, we were talking about your friend earlier, yeah. who couldn't book a role because he didn't have a credit. And I see that all the time. But those actors all now have credit. So they can get more roles, bigger roles in other movies. Yeah, That helps. The imagery of Jamie and a black cow, like those are cool things. And we don't have a, as many cool images as the white people do. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I think that helps. The movie doing well kind of helps and kind of doesn't, I think. It doesn't begin because it's Tarantino and then a lot of these non-quantities, but it's also, it is a black movie. When you say it, it's a black revenge slave, like, on the text, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So from a business standpoint, people behind the scenes, people hustling, and even if I wanted to do, like, I was like, I got this Western movie, it's kind of like Django, but, like, it's a black guy telling it. Yeah. It has, it does help behind closed doors for people to continue to work and uh, things. Fair enough. See, that, man, that's pretty fair. I, I think that might be the, one of the first movies I ever gave nothing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, the thing few. is, I actually like watch Tarantino films. The problem I have is that as we started doing this, I started thinking about Kill Bill, um, and I started thinking about like Inglorious Bastards. Kill right. Bill is a female-driven revenge story, where 
she's wronged, and she is her own driving force to get that revenge. And she gets it on every single person who wronged her. There's nobody, like, there's no, there's no Jiminy Cricket in her ear helping her out. It's her. her I think one of the differences... They came up with that together too. True, that, right? that that might be it. Like it was him and her. They 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 brainstormed that. Yeah, and the thing is, like, and when I think about Inglorious Bastards, it's like the Jews are getting revenge on Hitler, mm-hmm. right? And the Nazis, yeah, and then and the Nazis, and 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 as a whole. And when I watched this movie, it's just, it's like I I didn't feel as a black man watching it, I didn't feel excited or empowered. You know, I felt I felt reminded of a bad time. You know, and I felt less coming out of this movie when I should have felt like, oh, I should have been like happy that this happened. And when I think about like, of course, it's great that the African-Americans in this movie, you know, got a credit on their resume. When I think about that girl who played the slave at the White House or the big house, I'm like, it's that thing. It's like, yeah, we want we want to get these roles. Right. We want to get these roles. like, you know, being a gangster on a TV show is great because it's a role. But you're now playing a gangster on a TV show. We have so many representations of blacks as gang members, as like the generous in society. Like this movie, the two black women that speak, one is beaten down throughout the whole movie, branded, embarrassed. Black women that speak. I mean, I mean, the two, three. The three main ones. One's the pros- one's the house slave who had sex with Candy. Mm-hmm. The other one's Kerry Washington, what who we cook? see happen. And the other one's the big daddy one. And the cook. Huh? The cook. Oh yeah, the cook talks. The cook. But it's like when I think of them, they're like there's there's no positive female representation in this movie. And I get that it's a slavery movie, but they could have like empowered I don't know. They did it in Twelve Years of Slave. They could have empowered one of them in some way. Yeah. I just I don't know. Like they could have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like artistically yeah, this movie and most movies like I I don't think they necessarily help the cause. You know what I mean? And yeah, you, true. you were talking about Tyler Perry before, but I could now meet with actors in Tyler Perry movies and maybe get something going, get some traction right, on another true, project they true, because they, they have major movie credits. True, it just happens to be whatever movie you true. may or may not like. You know, uh, that's true. Like no, I think behind the Tyler scenes, Perry people are probably those credits aren't looked as favorably upon in like a movie that isn't like a Tyler Perry. Movie. No, 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 but it doesn't. It doesn't matter, though. This is what I'm saying. When you're talking to uh, producers and casting directors and stuff, they want to see that you've been on screen. Whatever you're going for, they want to see you've been. I mean, you guys are actors, you know, but yeah. even behind this, even further behind the scenes, they just look that you have experience being on these kind of sets, experience with big directors and big movies, so that you will basically act right if they give you something. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, right. Whether it can sell or not, that's a different consideration. But for the, to be considered... You have to start. That's why you have to start with like commercials, and then you go to like a, you know, a bit part, then a recurring, then a regular. Yeah. Like they make you go through these tiers. Yep. If yeah. you do a movie like this, you've skipped tiers, so now you can get different roles that you couldn't before. How does the movie make us feel as a culture and stuff? I probably would not give it any. I probably wouldn't give Django. I probably would give it to nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I'm a business, business behind the scenes and like pure things that I'm, you know, more leading that, actors. Yeah. <laughs> Things that we're dealing with now and that you look at, it's like, I mean, we had guys in our movies that aren't actors in Creed. You know what I mean? They weren't, they didn't act before. And even some other guys. And they're getting attention now because, and it doesn't matter how many lines they had in the movie. You saw their face on the screen. Right. And they're getting calls like, oh, you were in Creed. Yeah, we saw you. You were in there for two minutes at this point. It helps. Right. Tremendously. But does it help our social consciousness and everything? That's That's a different question. I think that's a great point. (laughs) I'm, I, I, the one thing I just want to 
talk about the real quick before we end. So I'm saying take roles, but then when you get a little juice, do you know? We do need to develop our yeah. own, own things. Everybody, yeah. you know, put your own mind into it. Yeah. Let's work together and 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 make better. You know, make yeah, projects that we want to see that we point. feel are authentic. You know, on IMDb they said that Cuban Gooding Jr. like really wanted this role and like petitioned for it, and Tarantino just was like no. Oh really? Just didn't even Why? consider him. That would have been perfect. What? That would have been. Per- that would have been perfect. Excuse See? me. But that's what I'm saying. But th- this is what this is the only thing that I I'm ta- like. It doesn't really because, like, contradict what, what you're saying. Yeah. But there is a, a a reputation that somebody brings, and like Cuban Gooding Jr. For instance, being in movies like Snow Dogs and like now, whatever boat that trip, boat no. trip. Like okay. honestly, I think it I think it hurts people's image, and it. And when we're talking about leads, like okay, but since we're roles, talking about it, but I wonder if Tarantino even likes Jerry Maguire. Yeah, I yeah, feel like he, he doesn't does. like yeah. that. Maybe and that was like Cuba's standout was his, role. Yeah. So I think because most of the guys he actors he chooses from the past or whatever, like that he grew up with, eighties, nineties actors, they did like real gritty, yeah, kind of work. You yeah. know what I mean? Jerry Maguire was a very clean movie. You know, yeah, so I don't. I, I don't even know if Tarantino really would but care about. He was in the hood, hood though. Something yeah. interesting that. But then that, he did Jerry though. That was his big one. Oh, true. He did one. He won the Oscar for Jerry Maguire, right? Something yeah. Tarantino said about why he chose Jamie Fox was he said something about him, his ability as an actor, and then he said, oh, "Plus, he's funny." Now, when I read that, I don't think that Django was that funny. Django, the character. He had like a couple of one-liners. The movie, the movie, there's a lot of humor in it. Mm -hmm. He has a couple of one-liners. But if I'm picking my actor to play this part, I don't know that I'm, that I want someone that's going to, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if there was stuff that, if there was more in it that was like cut out. But I, I, I just feel like there's a, uh, there's like a weight that, that Cuba Gooding Jr. could have brought to it that like, Picking an actor who you th- who you are picking because oh they are going to be funny but but you don't actually really go down that route. Do also, you know what I mean? Like also that he does it all the time. Like no one was clocking for John Travolta until he yeah. did Pulp Fiction. Like he usually resurrects people. I mean that's yeah. that's what Car- I mean, Tarantino yeah. is good he at. He could have helped out Cuba. Yeah, we don't know. He should just say that's that. interesting. Yeah, he should just say I just wanted Jamie. Yeah, I just yeah. Wanted like, it, it was just his personal choice. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, that's fine. So but they didn't uh, like Cuba or whatever. Cuba's all great. right. Oh, that's a good point. That's a Black, good point. Black fist, two palms, and nothing. Why are you and, looking at me as you say nothing? Uh, it remains like a polarizing movie. It remains a polarizing <laughs> no, movie. No, yeah, yeah. And uh, Aaron Cummington's going to put us in his next movie, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. But right, you know what? We go. I got it on record. Hey, 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 it. When, we were, when you guys asked me, I was like, well, what are we going to do? We threw some ideas around. I was like, we should do Sister Act. But then you're just like, this is only black male podcast. No, no, no. We do black women. Oh, we should have done. Usually, it's usually. Oh, we should have came with the sister act. It's usually a woman. Sister like, act we two. Have, we have women act. talk about women. Oh, man. We got it. We'll do sister act. My girl sister and I have been singing two. Oh Happy right. Day for the last three days. Just, just, <laughs> just, just, I feel good about the audio contract that Aaron Covington just Oh, yeah. He just said. I want no part of Nick, we got that, right? Oh, okay. Great. You heard that. James III is out. He doesn't want to be in the film. So I need Whatever. Hold on, hold on. You don't want to work with me, bro? Oh, <laughs> oh you burned the bridges. I'm just saying, I don't like to back people in the corners. Why not, man? That's how shit gets done. I like to have open conversations. <laughs> man, like you, that, ain't that's how you ain't trying to win. Yeah, you ain't trying that's to win. You ain't trying to win, right? Gerard, win it. High five, Gerard. <laughs> and see, now we got to get you guys the credit. 
That's right. And then it just build. We'll do, that's right. We'll do, I already got two under fives in movies, baby. Just give me one more. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Build it up. So my build next, it up. My next project is Bamboozle 2. I need both of y'all to get in white face and black face. I'm good with it. It's a good... Hey, hey, hey. Oh man, that's what, oh, that's what you gotta do. You gotta do it. You gotta sing and dance. All right, uh, Ooh, dude. Somebody just the n word is two hundred and fifty times. A, oh, <laughs> oh see, I don't know. See that a, somebody reviewed us on iTunes. Now here it is. It's on records that I didn't agree to do. That. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta Somebody just openly agreed to do that move. <laughs> somebody said on Put iTunes that we at, we at Coonish. Who said that? Was he black or white? Uh, I don't know. He better be black. Hey man, I didn't even think if he's white that we're gonna riot. Man, you bet. Man, you should look up that dude's name. I'd have shouted out right now. I will find you. I have a set of skills. What did he say in that movie? Somebody said we act coonish. Yeah, man. To that person, I say, (laughs) go fuck yourself. (laughs) Let's end on that one. All right, baby, we out. Thank you, Aaron Covington. Thank you. Oh wait, hold on. Do we stop? Do you have any plugs? Uh, not right now. Any UCBLA shows coming up? No. All right. Uh, uh no. All right, go see Creed. <laughs> you go see Creed. Buy the soundtrack. Oh. oh, what? You got something? Uh, no. Checking us like Samuel Jackson. Check Twitter, I guess. And oh, yeah. What's but, your Twitter handle? Uh, at BearCuff. At BearCuff. B-E-A-R-C-O-V. Boom. Follow him on Twitter. And now we out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, all right it's time for some plugs uh plugs cheer plugs plugs plugs. all right stop would you guys stop it (laughs) this is why people on itunes are making fun of us plugs Plugs. nah screw those people um also thank you uh thank you guys for subscribing and for uh, following us on Twitter, tweeting at us. We now we now know that we have listeners in Hawaii, yeah, and New Zealand, New Yo, Zealand, international. New Zealand. I mean, New Zealand is as far away from us as yeah. you could possibly get. No, seriously, I man, that support y'all been showing us so love. We yeah. it's so thank yeah. you for that. Thank, thank you for you. the yeah. So um uh so but if you aren't following us and you want to jump on board this support train uh at Black Man Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh you can also like us on Facebook. Uh, Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood, I think is whatever. You can find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have a fa- it. Facebook it's still, fan it's page. at Black you could technically do at Black Man Podcast on Facebook and it would it would locate it would us probably locate well. us too. Yeah. Um, and uh, for me personally, uh, Jonathan Braylock, uh, at John Braylock, B-R-A-Y-L-O-C-K, uh, on Twitter uh, and Instagram as well. And uh, johnbraylock.com for my shows, dates, and some videos. Just did a new video uh, with, um, oh man, I'm good. Francesca. MTV Other. It yeah, MTV for D- Other. MTV uh, show uh, De- Decoded. It, decoded. Uh, it's just a sketch. It, it was, was a good sketch. Yeah, I watched I it. It was fun. No, thank you, It was Jared. a good sketch. Oh, I, I didn't watch it. I seen oh, it. Oh, it was him, Caroline Martin, one of our friends. It was oh, a good sketch. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good sketch. It was yeah. a really good sketch. And uh, what's, oh, this is, uh, what, we're, we're at the 16th right now or whatever? Yep. Around the 15th? Yeah. So, Let's see. We got two two astronomy club shows. Should I plug those? Yeah, plug them. Okay, you certainly should. We got two astronomy club presents through black uh, a journey through black history at UCB Chelsea in New York City. So if you live in the New York City area, come on out January eighteenth, which is in a couple of days, which is also Martin Luther King's Martin Luther birthday. King. You already off. 
That's you right, baby. You're off. It's you're only five off. bucks. Five bucks. And you're going to learn something about black history. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're ahead of the game. It's before Black History Month. That's before right. It. 8 p.m. January 18th. Uh, or if you can't make that, Friday the 29th, we have another show. 7.30 p.m. Yep. You can come to the show, take a date. You know, get a little bit of wine or something afterwards, some cheese. Yeah, you, know. you know, get some wine and cheese. You yeah, now I sure you. I don't artsy. think you can eat the cheese inside the theater, but you can definitely drink the wine. Oh, you can definitely drink that wine. And then if you spill the wine, you buy another what is, one? what is it? Spill the wine, get that girl, take that girl. What? Spill the wine, wine and dine. What is that? Spill the wine. the wine. Oh yeah, take that. Girl. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Hold on. Another song. Spill the wine. I always, I always, all right. I don't know. I always just I honestly have zero. I just started screeching. <laughs> That's the Isley Brothers. Anyway, oh, it's the Isley Brothers. James, what you got to plug? plug? Yeah, you know, James Third Comedy. Uh, that's uh, 3RD. You know, you can find me on Twitter. So Facebook, it's James Instagram. The numeral three and then the letters RD. That is correct. Nice. I got it right. Hmm. Great. Uh, and you can just, just James third comedy. That's, that's dot com. It's on Twitter. It's Instagram. It's Facebook. That's how you can find me, baby. All right. I'm back to not plugging nothing. What? I, feel like, what I, felt, I feel like I lost my way. Wait, you don't have no, no Twitter anymore? <laughs> well, this is the thing. I tried to aren't change you, my Twitter. Hollywood region? I tried to change my Twitter and it wouldn't let me. <laughs> so it's I too late. Up. It's too late for you? <laughs> I gave up. I gave up. So you off Twitter again? So I'm off it. <laughs> what's going to happen? I wonder what's going to happen to me, though, when I Why become Why don't you just a, restart? Uh, well, I guess you could, yeah. Yeah, just do a new Twitter. I mean... But anyway, when I but when I become like a ch- a chiseled grizzled old man and I'm just doing chiseled grizzled old chiseled man. chiseled and grizzled both of them you're gonna be a jacked old man yeah I'm gonna be a jacked but grizzled old man <laughs> oh my god you're disgusting <laughs> but what happens when I'm doing that and I'm and I'm just doing and I'm and I'm just doing like art films art house films and and but on Twitter I'm James Third Comedy I don't care. <laughs> Oh, we have one more show. Uh, I'm asking for y'all help. So we have one more show I'm asking for y'all. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Uh, uh, we two, have a show two more at things, NYU. Two more things. Real, real quick. One, one. We're gonna be guests on the This Is Why You're Single podcast. Yes, An, a fellow Headgum uh, podcast. Yes, those ladies are funny and also very informational. I learned so much. Very funny. So very I, that's coming out. On I learned the so much. 20th. Yep. So that'll uh, be next week, January 20th. Enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Check it out. And then NYU show. We have an NYU show. Uh, James the Third knows Live the dates. Show. Um, yes, February eighth, February eighth, six thirty, six thirty p.m. NYU Gallatin, Jerry H. Labowitz Theater for the Performing Arts. Um, wow. you're you're an alum alumni, right? I am an NYU alum. Wow, we're going to Braze. We go into my stomping ground. Hey, you gonna show us around? Mata. It's New York. Dude. I'm saying, but you gonna show us where I want to like hang out? Are you sure. gonna show us Chick Fil A? campus. Can we go to Chick Fil A? Yeah, we could go to Chick Fil A there. What Shways. you order? Chick Fil A. <laughs> All right. So a lot of stuff <laughs> happening for us in January. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. All right. So you guys get on that. Come out, support. Uh, otherwise, we love y'all. We thank we y'all. We love you. Rate and review us on iTunes. Only good reviews, though. Spread Only good reviews. rates. Yeah. But Give when I'm five grizzled and chiseled. Shut up. <laughs> See y'all. <back laughs> See you show. next week. Oh, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. We got to tell them what we're doing next week. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, snap. I, I took my headphones mm-hmm. off. I was Guys, dying. next week, first of all, Oscar nominations came out. We probably angry. But <laughs> <laughs> next week, we are doing Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton. Crazy much. I didn't want to curse yet. Thank All right. you for not cursing. Starring Jason Mitchell, you know it's Corey Hawkins, story of NWA, and what and uh, O'Shea, O'Shea Jackson, Jackson Jr. Jr. Yeah. Directed by F. Gary Gray. Straight out of Compton. Uh, it's on DVD. It's available on DVD. You can rent it on iTunes yep. on all that stuff. So. 
go watch it because we're going to review it right her. Her? Her? Here. Sorry. Right. We're going right. to watch it right We're going to write here. Right watch, here. Watch it right her. Wait, no, you just did. You did just, I do the accent? But I did her. I, You're I did. embarrassing. We'll us. see you next week. <laughs> Bye. That was it.